0: Nay, I now say, oh, this is Pastor Tanyol, affectionately known as Pastor Tam. It has been a lot of things going on lately that has caught my attention, huge attention. It's like, you understand that we are living in the last days, no? Do you understand that there is all of these different things that are going on? There is a whole lot more of a spotlight on children and being human trafficking. And now, more than ever, we as human beings, we need to. It is imperative. Having a gut check, having a heart check. Also, at the same as that time while this is going on, Haven't you seen a lot more lately, and God just impressed that on me, and it's been out more and more every day, how human empathy, compassion is no longer within our society. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I understand that we do have a lot of things going on, but human compassion, understanding, that is something that we as Americans I would remember as a young child growing up in Alabama that my grandfather would have a homeless person to come up to him and say, hey, can you please give me, you know, some food and a place to stay for the night? And when it's warm outside, you know, we would all be in the house. But my grandfather made sure that the person had a food, had some food to eat and had a place to stay on our porch. And by the time that they woke up in the morning, they were gone. Now I was able to go back, unfortunately, to uh, the city of Birmingham, where I saw a lot of different, so disturbing things, Uh, just uncomfortable. You have people putting bars on their windows, I mean, gates and everything else. I mean, you are starting to see a whole lot more crime and a whole lot of different things and elements going on. I mean, I've had to have, you know, seen a little girl, uh cupcake uh, to be killed and um, taken and killed. And uh, it, it, I mean, it's just getting so horrendous now in the city of uh, Alabama, well, the state of Alabama and the city of Birmingham. And I wanted to kind of like just say that, you know, I will say this also, too, is that you need to understand that we've had also, you know, things going on as a person, you know, that has, you know, pretty much has, you know, led a a miscommunication recently. But also I wanted to talk to you about mental health. And I know I don't condone what she did, but also at the same exact time, you need to check what this person's mental health was. And if this person wasn't in dire straits, and I mean, as far as what happened to her, you know, all of these different things, if she made it up, what have you, but we need to really pray for that person. Why is because you never know what is going on behind closed doors, what the person went through, what is honestly, and I mean, for every person, sincerely, parents you know aunts uncles whatever family members that are going through some things that are having a missing you know having to file a missing person's report for their loved ones I sincerely am you know sorry that you have to go through these things and also at the same as that time my heart goes out to you because we as human beings we should be able to pray for each other we should be able to have some type of human compassion. Even if it's from the homeless person to the person that's missing, even their children, you know, just different things that's going on. You never know because certain people can meet their breaking point, i.e. in, you know, having suicidal tendencies, um, their medication might have been altered and, you know, they have, you know, lost their control as mentally and physically ailments, And as a future clinical psychologist, it has become more and more aware that, you know, sometimes you're going to need medication in order for you to operate normally. Don't depend on it. But please make sure that you are getting the right dosage. You're learning about the side effects of this medication because this can determine a lot of different things and how you are in the way that you are able to normally operate, how you're able to function, I mean, mentally and physically, and also the same exact time. You need to understand we have a whole lot of different awareness things that's going on right now i mean depression is a huge one overeating i mean just different things that are going on and that's all sometimes that depression or that overeating is masking something else so you need to when you can at least talk to god but also the same exact time get to a clinical psychologist that is saved that is anointed that is of god Because now more than ever, the enemy is trying to come in, in the mindset. It is a mental game. It is something that we have to be able to address. And while yet we have to be able to understand, look, this is something that we have to be able to start recognizing. I remember when, I don't know about you, but when I grew up, I was able to at least if we had any issues or something like that or what have you, go across the street to the next door neighbor and they would, pers- you know, provide us with whatever food or or if we need a medication or something like that. And we would do the same thing. But lately, no one doesn't even know who their neighbor is. No one doesn't even contact each other if it's an emergency or, you know, if you do you have an alternate number because... Our society has become so isolated and has made us that way. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is becoming a whole lot more cold and callous as the end of latter days are coming. And it's just so much more lack of love, human compassion, empathy. I mean, I was just talking to like my children and starting to realize that some of their teachers are like this. And it really just resonated with me on how important it is to go back to when you were that age, go back to how it used to be for you also, your insecurities, your way of thinking and your way of thought. And before you open up your mouth, especially as an educator, make sure that it doesn't harm your students any further or try to traumatize them to a point where you don't understand look this is something that we need to address let me say that one more time for the people in the back it becomes more and more now profound that people have become so careless about what they say and do That you can damage someone else's soul. You can damage somebody else's, even if it's a child, all the way up to adulthood. And what I tell you is that you're starting to see the little patterns of how some people are starting to see how their children are emulating them. How some of their, and I've seen some of these in the students, like manipulation. Well, you know, I'm just trying to do this or that. And I'm like, wait a minute. First and foremost, you're becoming an adult and you need to start understanding that we're not always gonna give you things. You're gonna have to go out and work for those things and the materials you need, whatever you need, because you have to be able to make some choice decisions and you're not always gonna be able to sit there and say, well, hey mom, hey teach, you know what have you. But it was just the fact that all of these different things were running together in my mind and I just wanted to get them out to you is that we as whatever, if, especially if you're an education profession, especially if you're a person that is serving your community, always make sure that you're leading them and guiding them in the biblical truths. And also at the same exact time is not to damage the person, but to help and heal them. And let me say this one. Let me, let me clarify a little bit deeper in this situation and subject head before we get into our main discussion. When somebody tells you what you've been doing and you've been sinning, but yet and still you want to sit here and say, oh, you're hurting my feelings. Let me tell you something. God is not here for your feelings. God is here to tell you exactly what's going on. And he does that through your prophets, apostles, preachers, ministers, what have you. When you're sinning and willfully sinning, you're out there and you have no grace and no mercy. God does not. Yes, we live in grace and mercy. But if you habitually are sinning. God is not pleased with that. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God is not pleased when you're sitting up here habitually sinning. When you know right from wrong, once you make a mistake, you ask for forgiveness, and then you say, God, I'm sorry. Let And honestly, be honest about it. And, and also be consciously aware of what you've been doing. And then go and sin no more. But once you keep having a pattern to keep following this pattern, it's going to get you in a life and death situation. And usually if it's sin, it causes death. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand under the Mosaic law, we had no way of being able to live that out. Because we have been able to be under Adam, which sinned, the first sin, Eve also. And we were not able to live underneath that law. Because if you broke one, you broke them all. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. If you don't know what the Mosaic law is, it's, you know, to do commands, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, have Lord God as your own Personal savior, all of those different things, Deuteronomy, and that you have no other gods before him. That, you know, no, do not, you know, do not sit up here and, you know, lust or covenant what your neighbor has and his wife and all. Don't do any of that. That's all the, you know, the commandments that God has given us. That's the Mosaic Law. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. I'm not here for your feelings. I'm here to sit here and prick you. And sometimes I'm here to cut on you like a surgeon because that's the reason why I'm pricking and cutting on you is because that's with the Holy Spirit. And I'm not the one that's sitting up here and giving the word. That's God. And that's God through me. And he's the one convicting you and cutting you and then going in and getting the sin that you have already had. And once you've done that and say, hey, I'm going to take it out of you, sin no more. And then he certainly is being able to help heal you and strengthen you and give you a different way of walking and talking with him. That's it. it. It ain't even me. It's the Christ that lives in me. That's the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost that is ordaining me to say, look, don't do that sin. Don't, don't get in here and do this. Don't sit up here and go left when you're supposed to go right. Don't sit up here and, you know, not sit up here and be compassionate. No, that's not what God is not saying. But also the same exact time with love and kindness, he has drawn thee. But as a prophet, a lot of times we as prophet or prophetesses in the office of a prophet, you have to be able to tell the truth no matter what. It ain't about what they feel. It ain't about what people are saying because society is so twerked out. Let me say that word. Let me say that one more time. Society is so warped, so mentally gone, that they don't even recognize who God is anymore. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Society, the world, has sat there and worshiped the devil in plain view and sight. And now we have to be able to go in and surgically sit there and tell you what's been going on. Tell you this is not right. Tell you that a woman and a woman and a man and a man is not right. That the establishment of God's principles of man and a woman being in a holy matrimony. That's what God says. And that's it. I don't care what nobody else says. I don't care about their feelings, about their emotions. Because once you start agreeing with their emotions and all of that, that solidifies, that verifies. No, I'm not here to verify any of that. I'm here to verify what God has said because I'm his mouthpiece. I'm his voice. Let me say that one more time. See, certain people can sit here and say whatever they want to say, but God has the final say so over everybody's life. I don't care what profession, I don't care where you're at. I don't care if you're a CEO to the person that's the janitor. I don't care or the homeless person on the street to the mother that's taking care of their children to the father that's on his job. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the king or the queen. I don't care if you are the pauper that's in the pulpit. I don't care because God is the main person. That the source we need to be able to listen to up appear to. And when I heard and I saw, like, my body grieves, I'm like, you remember when it was just like, hello, how you doing? Like, you know, to speak and, and just go by someone, hello, how you doing? People will go by, you don't even want to speak. And if they do speak, it's not because they feel an urgency to speak. They feel as though they don't have a choice. They have a choice not to speak. Let's just, you know, cringe and and go away. That's, that's, I've never, like I said, because I'm from the South, we speak. I don't care if you don't like that person or not. You still speak, but it's a different tone when you speak to them still. Yes, ma'am, no ma'am, but it's still uh, a tone. And it's a it's a different uh, mindset on how you talk to people, especially when it, you know, interacting or even if with families, you can not like them good or bad or ugly. You still talk to people because let me tell you something. There's something about like, even if they don't want to speak to you, you still speak to them. And then when you speak to them, They feel as though, wait a minute, hold up. You know, why are they speaking? It's no, because it's the God in me. It's the God in me that speaks to you. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to acknowledge him or not, he is still speaking. Are you going to listen? Kind of a situation. And then I had uh, a lot of things talking about, you know, people are, are, are having their selves cloned or, um, some of them are being forced to be cloned and we need to be in a state of prayer. I've talked about this several times, but we need to be in such a state of prayer that whatever you don't, even before you get out your house, even before you're in your house and you go somewhere, you need to be in a state of prayer. The reason why I say this is because. Do you understand with the artificial intelligence and all of these, you know, carbon copies of people and, you know, demons are running around rampant and all these different things that are going on. Do you understand that anytime soon we will see God, we will see his son, Jesus coming. I'm going to say that one. I don't care what nobody say. I keep hearing in my head every time yesterday before I went to sleep and I and I, you know, I love it and I listen to it and I need to listen to it a, a whole lot more. But in my head, it's, it's always on a repeat. Uh, it was talking about Mississippi uh, Mass Choir and it was talking about, um, uh, you know, talking about the storm clouds are come, you know, let's go home. And I don't know, you know, about you, but let me tell you something. When they're sitting up here and saying, I see the lightning flashing, I seen the thunder roar, do you understand that me growing up in Alabama and Bama as we saw we say it, the storms would be so elaborately loud. I mean I mean, it's huge in Alabama. I mean, they're right outside to me when I was little. And you would just, you know, grasp and like, you know, just want to hold your breath because of how deadly and potent the sound was. And I mean, you know, and grandma would sit there, big mama would sit there and tell us, hey, go get somewhere and sit down. God is doing his work you need to sit down and be quiet somewhere. And I would go in my little favorite little nook place that I could only be able to sit. And I would look at the, you know, away from the the windows and I would hear the, the, the storm and I would hear, you know, the thunder and I would hear the rain. I mean, it was just coming by, whooshing by. You still hear the thunder it was, you know, and it would scare me like, oh it was scare me so bad and my big daddy would sit there my grandpa would sit there and um, he would sit there and you know tell us to count like to 10 and it'll see how close it is or how far away it was and it will kind of settle my soul for a little bit but ultimately you know I would fall asleep in the storm because I knew that God was working. And if I be obedient, come on now. Y'all, y'all don't hear this. If I be obedient to my big mama and my big daddy, then God would, you know, spare us or give us peace. And don't you know later on, you would um you, I don't know about you, but I fell asleep. And a lot of my cousins would too. And we would get up and I would rub my eyes, you know, stuff, you know, the the mocos, or we call them, you know, boogers out of our eyes and the mucus. And, you know, you would get up and you would hear nothing. And Big Mom would call and say, hey, you know, my nickname is, you know, uh, Tan. Tan, come on. You know, you can come on and open up a window and I'll go outside and play. The storm is over. And I said, thank you, Lord. And I would go outside and I would play. Do you understand? Being in God's house. There is nothing in the world like it. I'm going to say it like I mean it. There is nothing in the world quite like being in God's house. Now, I've never been in God's house yet. But my heart and my mind takes me there to the heavenly places when I pray. And I'm I'm, I'm just thinking how, you know, when my big mama, and my big daddy sat there, would sit there and tell me, hey, go sit down somewhere. God is doing his best work. Do you understand? They were talking about all of us. Let me say that one more time for people back. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I was like, I'm 47 years old. I don't mind telling my age. But when God sits there and he says things out of my big mama, my big daddy's uh, mouth. Do you understand? That's for us too. It's, it's something about being able to be in God's house. Comfort, secure. No fret, no fear, no harm. You know that you are secure and loved in it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Now, segue this to our connection or correlation to this. When God given me this word and he was telling me about old taste and see that the Lord is good. And we were coming from Psalms 34 and 34th chapter and it's verse 8. And this whole entire chapter is just good, okay? It's juicy. But I wanted to let you know that the trust of it all is that... Let's read a little bit of it. And we'll go, you know, hit some things. But I just want to read that verse because... When I was listening and looking at it, and it came to my mind, a lot of things came to my mind when I said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And what came to me, let's read it together, and then we'll go back and we'll expound on it. Amen. Psalms 34 and 8. "Old taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Come on now. And then it says, verse 9. Fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want in them that fear him. Y'all. Oh my God. Let's start there. Oh, taste and see. When you're tasting, and I love how the dictionary has been able, you know, to break this down even more. Uh, the more. The on webster dictionary, to become acquainted with by experience. Not just taste, not having your tongue to taste the the food and be able to, to feel the savors and the, the flavors, but to become acquainted with by experience. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Ooh, y'all don't hear me though. I was like, man, this is tight, but right. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been a little bit more seasoned as a saint of God. And I wanted to just, you know, even if you're not seasoned and you've known God, I mean, you know, sometimes where God took you out of things that you do, you were supposed to die in. Let me say that one more time. Or he paid a bill. That you know that you didn't have enough money for. Or you didn't have anybody or called anybody or family to help you pay for something. Y'all don't hear me though. See, when you're saying that you tasted, You have been acquainted. You have been already known what God can do. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And when you're saying that when David is declaring that he's already known this. Seeing is becoming partially, not a partial, but fully admitting that it was him that did it. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Y'all don't hear me though. It's not a partial thing. It's a full blown driven viewpoint of who God is. To know who he is is to love him. To know who God is because David was a man after his own heart. So when he says that, He's already been acquainted with him and he's already had the visual viewpoint of who God is. Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me, though. That's some that's some type of race. That's some good stuff right there. Wait a minute, Pastor. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Blessed. Y'all don't hear me, though. You are already unequivocally, undeniably already having the assets you need when you can be able to sit there and trust God fully. Okay. Let's think about how, when you have a child and I don't know if you've, you know, and even if you're single, maybe your brother or your sister, but when I held my first daughter and I saw firsthand just how trustworthy she was, because as soon as she saw me and I saw her and I held her in my arms. Do y'all know that's so much of a relief, a uh, 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 less stress. I, I mean, it's just comfort. It's security. It's, it's knowing by all the different things that's going on in the world, the chaos and everything else. I can close my doors and I can close my eyes and I know while I'm in prayer with him and while I'm sitting here and I'm talking to him and I'm walking and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do every day, he's still walking and talking with me because I trust him to take me from point A to point B. And even if I had to sit there and go, and then God has to be able to sit there and say, you know what, it's time for you to go home. Do you know I still trust him to take me to him and then I go into glory. Let me say that one more time for people. I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. Aren't you tired yet? I'm going to say this one more time for the people in the back. Aren't you tired of trusting in medicine? Aren't you tired of trusting in all of the insecurities you have? Aren't you tired of trusting in the medical doctors or the psychologists that aren't even doing anything right for you. Are you tired of the family members that are trifling and not even doing what God says do, but you are the black sheep. That means that you're the ones that sitting up here doing what God says do, but actually you're the white one because God's already been able to purify you and edify you and turn you over to him and do what he says do and make sure that the black becomes white and pure gold aren't you tired yet aren't you tired of trusting people instead of you sitting there and having your spiritual discernment because guess what everybody isn't for you everybody don't like you everybody don't like that you are doing something different than what they're called that you know is wrong come on now Come on now. Everybody don't like you. Everybody doesn't like that you have been able to sit here and be prosperous. That everybody doesn't like that you have been able to sit here and gain favor when they don't have any. Some people aren't you tired? See, I learned who I started learning who people were. I started learning how their whole entire intern in internal dimension of being honestly jealous or honestly they're operating letting the demons operate in them let me say that one more time for people in the back that's deep past go yeah and we're gonna get deeper see some people can be called saints of the most high and still have demons in them some people can be jealous of you and still want to be able you saw the king Saul when he when Samuel told Prophet Samuel told him, hey, you're gonna get transferred that 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 whole entire covering of of kingdomship that you have now is gonna be transferred to another because you did not listen to what God was telling you. You listen to the people, but not God. Let me tell you something. Do you keep aren't you tired? You keep studying, you keep Doing what other people want you to do, but you haven't even listened or talked to God, nor even asked them, "What am I supposed to do? Aren't you tired yet? Aren't you tired of receiving debt notices and everything else on all these different things? But God told you to go a different way. Aren't you tired yet? And it ain't your conscience that's talking to you; it's God talking to you, and it's it's pretty much the Holy Spirit talking to you. But honestly. It's a connection. It's like telephone. God talks to the Holy Spirit to talk to you. And that's what you keep hearing. But yet it's still, you keep denying the call. It's not going to always ring all the time. Let me say that one more time for people on the back. God, I'm telling you, it's coming a time where God is getting tired. God is getting tired of people going back and forth in and out of the house, of his house of his protection, his prevention and his, his security in us and doing all these different things for us and blessing us. And what we, what we saw, we reap. That's a, that's a true point. Whether it's good or bad, God still, you know, lets it happen, but it's up to you to sit there and say, wait a minute. Have I talked to you today? God, what is going on? God, what do you need for me to do? God, do I do I do I do I marry this person or do I say no? Do I have children before I go do this or do my education first? Then I have children. Do I have all of these different things going on with me? Do I continue this website, this Bible study, this podcast? Even though people are not coming, even though the enemy is trying to put doubt in my head or the enemy is trying to do this or that. Do I keep doing this? Do I keep obeying you? Even though I don't see the fruits of my labor, do I keep going? Instead of me sitting here and honestly, just talking to him, honestly, bringing the bare bones of what you feel, because nine times out of 10, 10 out of 10, honestly, God knows how you feel. God knows what's going on with you. He just wants you to come talk to him about it he knows all he sees all omnipotent omnipresent all of those different things but we as human beings we forget God wants to talk to us just like he talks like you talk to your friends on the phone just like you you know sit there you talk to your children or your spouse God wants that time too he deserves that he is God but also the same exact time We're here to serve him. And also at the same exact time. Do you understand? After a while, I don't know about you, but Noah, Moses, David, all these different people in the Bible, even Enoch, consider God as their friend because they spent that much time with him. Do you understand? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good is getting a relationship with him, intimate relationship with him, that when you call on the name of Jesus or God, he knows you when you need business. And, I, and I'm and i going to tell you like I mean it. There's been so many times where my life, my children, my husband's life have been spared because we called on God, because we did what we were supposed to do. Because we didn't sit there and just say, well, God, no, we want a good relationship with him. We want an intimate relationship with him. We want to be able to sit there and say, that's my God. Not just now, but even to the future. Even when I take my last breath, I know that I need to go see him. Everybody will. But also at the same exact time. I know that heaven is my home, not hell. Do you understand that everything that we go through down here, that's established what we have in heaven because everything that we get down here, and let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Some people are not getting, they're getting their what they have or adequately, but it's not coming from God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Thank you. Holy spirit. The things that you can tell when someone is doing what God says do. And when you're getting blessed by God, they get mad and upset because your blessings are coming from God. Whereas their their whole entire compensation because they're with the enemy is coming from the enemy. And they think, oh, this is what God is giving me. No, and you haven't even changed over nor turned over your life over to God. Absolutely not. God knows Satan is carbon copying a lot of different things. Why do you think that there is so many celebrities that have all of this money, the status, and people are going to them and, you know, falling on their feet and, oh, worshiping them as idols and stuff. That's Satan. They're getting their blessings from him. Do you understand that because you are a stumbling block to Satan because you are doing what God says do, but do you understand that Satan's whole entire agenda where he's, he's sitting up here and compensating other people, do you understand that's on the cost of their souls? That's on the cost of their their, their eternal life. That's on the cost of everything that you got. Everything that they have. And, and it it's not even... People don't realize, and they tell you straight in front of your faces, I sold my soul to the devil. I, I made a, a pact that's my soul is eternal for damnation because I sat there and I made a pact with the with the devil with Satan. And do you understand? So many celebrities, so many people that know what's going on, they're starting to talk, and they're talking all of these different things. And do you understand that us as human beings, the ones that are of God, we should be talking to talking about the benefits that we receive. We receive lifelong benefits of God, long life longevity. Do you understand that I've, I've I've read research and done some studies that say that the people that attend church and that know God and that do pray, To God, we live longer. We we are established more in God. We are looking more youthful. We are looking more prosperous. Do you understand? No, no, not just looking, but we are. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand that the peace of God brings us so much joy, so much, so much of what we need? But see, the enemy doesn't give you joy. He doesn't give you peace. He doesn't give you anything, but heartache. He gives you, you know, depression. He gives you all these different things. But because you're living for God, do you understand that we are fighting daily are what we used to be? That's one. We're fighting the enemy. That's two. And then three, we're fighting every day to cancel all the different things that we used to do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You're fighting yourself, the old man. Two, you're fighting Satan because you used to be underneath him. Number three, you're fighting all of the old stuff that you used to be at. The people, places, all that stuff that you used to do. You're fighting all of that. And then on top of that. You still trying to sit up here and give the word out. You still trying to sit up here and maintain a home. And then you're still, I don't know about you, but, you know, maintain as a home, you know, children. If you do have children, you know, spouses, what have you. You are still trying to be able to do what God says do in this time, in this season. And you trying your best to sit here. And get all of these different things, all of these different elements. Why won't you just go ahead and give it to God? Wait a minute, Pastor. That's, that's, wait, wait. No, he said, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. When, when are you going to sit there? I, I'm I being honest. I'll be forthright. I'll be talking to God like crazy. God, my spouse, this and this and this. They did this and that. My kids did this and this and this and that. My, even my dog, I'm, she did this and this and that. <laughs> I know, I think. To me, sometimes God probably laughs at me because our conversations, I talk to him about everything. I I tell him everything because I think that he wants to know. And also the same is at time. I want God to be my best friend. I want him, you know, when it's my, the end of my life. Not to sit there and say, well, she didn't pour out everything that she I've given her that I don't, you know, I cannot be able to withdraw anything from her. You know that, you know, I've given her all of these talents and she didn't even use them. That's not what I want. I want God to say, you know, good and faithful servant, you know, come into the house of the Lord. That's what I want. And I don't know about you. That's that's the best thing for him to tell me not about the degrees I'm pursuing my degree for some things that I know doors have to be open in order for the people that I need to reach whether they have mental issues whether they have um psychological uh disturbances or just for the plain simple fact that I don't believe that everybody that's in the psych wards are insane. I believe that they are seeing visions and dreams of what the heavenly places look like. I believe that some of them have been able to communicate with God and see all of these different things like John of Patmos did. And I believe that also too, at the same time, I believe that the enemy has some people caught up in bay having their bodies, you know, being subjected to torture and, and really hurting them because they know who God is. And they know that if they, he knows that if they, they do not, you know, get out of that, that he, they can do damage. So for me, trust me when I tell you that God places us in different places, and different positions for his glory. For his honor. For his goodness and his mercy. And also at the same exact time. To fulfill so many different things that. My big mama, my big daddy. Had spoke over me. And. I'm going to say it like I mean it. When you are of God. There is a totally different tone. And and this. It's just a different tone. It's a different way positioning. Shifting all of that. And. It's like God sees you and then he's like, you know, that is my child that I'm well pleased about. But also at the same exact time, God can set you up. (laughs) Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God sets you up too. He can sit there and he, you know, it's like the, you know, in the book of Job where he saw the, you know, Satan. And he said, you know, where are you coming from, Satan? Oh, you know, from, you know, you know, just paraphrasing to and fro from the earth, seeking whom I may devour. Have you considered my friend, you know, my servant, Job? I'm paraphrasing now. I'm like, wait a minute, God, you just set him up for the okie-doke. You just set him up (laughs) for all of these different calamities to come upon Job. But the thing of it is, is that. When you have already tasted, and seen who God is, do you understand that God trusted Job to not slander his name? One, to love him with his heart. Two, and to three, to know who he is from the get go. Y'all don't say, it. y'all don't hear me though. That's why I was like, man, God, you set Job up for the okie doke. And, <laughs> but when God set his, him up and he does that to us too, you have your time and your seasons where you're going to have times where nothing's going to go right. That it's like, Oh shoot, what's going on? What happened? I prayed today. I fasted. You know, I made sure the children was doing, you know, reading the Bibles. We, 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 we praying, we, we doing what you say to do God. But then it's all of these different things are coming up. Boom, 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 boom. And then God is like, wait a minute. You know, it's just like Jesus did the same thing to Peter He said, I'm gonna pray for you paraphrasing now say, you know, the enemy has his own Satan has them on your tongue. Peter, I'm going to pray for you that you go through and you are triumphant paraphrasing. But it's the fact that Jesus knew Peter and he knew the character of Peter. Just like God knew Job's character. Just like God should know your character. Just like God should entrust you in some things so you can get elevated and do what God says do. That's part of old taste and see. And that since you trust him so much that God is going to be able to give you more things and put in your possession, your position, that will be able to take you over, but won't be able to conquer you. Y'all don't hear me, though. That's old taste and see. See, God places you in different places and different avenues, not to be liked, but to, because he trusts you to do what, what you, what he said to do. Let me say that one time, three, come back. God places you in places so that he can trust you to do what has been said to be done. Because some people don't want to do their work. Some people don't, as some people have said, some people want to fall asleep. Some people don't want to be on the wall anymore. Some people don't want to be watchmen. Some people don't want to be able to do the work during the day and then sleep at night or go and have, you know, have the, uh, the weapon in their hand as one of the, the people on the wall as Nehemiah, and then have the other person to sit there and take shifts in order for uh, the wall to be built. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. This is part of Old Taste and Sea because some of y'all don't want to trust God. You want to trust Him on the little b things, but not trust Him with the big things. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. See, God, sometimes, I'm like, sometimes, you know what? I have seen and I have learned that, you know what? Sometimes us, and I'm going to say us because I'm hearing too, God will say something and I would laugh like Sarah. But I wouldn't deny that I just laugh like Sarah. Like God would sit there and say, like, you know what? we going to see. And when God pulls it off, I laugh still because I knew that God was going to do it. But also the same exact time, I need to make sure my belief is in check. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all better make sure you believe in God. I'm like, but God, it seems like insurmountable. Do you understand that when God says, you know, to that mountain, speak to the mountain. And it's got to move. Why? Because it's the one that's living in you. You got to speak. I had to speak to myself. I said, you know what? This is not conducive my my body is not the way it's supposed to be God so I'm gonna speak to it it needs to lose this weight it needs to start getting up and you know I was getting up at two or three four in the morning sometimes going to bed and I was like Lord I have all these studies I have all this other stuff crammed in and everything else but then God was telling me you know what you're gonna lose it and I would laugh but then God was like nope are you doubting me I said, no, sir, I'm not going to doubt you. I'm not going to be like Sierra. I'm, I'm not. I laugh sometimes too because even through all the different infinite things that's going on in the earth, he still comes and he still talks to me. You got billions, millions of billions of people on the earth, but God still comes and he comes to see about me. Isn't that? You know, that's quite intimate. He knows who I am. I mean, I don't know how many people were on the earth when Noah was here. But he came and he spoke to Noah. And he said, you know, you need to build this ark. And he was—he said, I don't even see, not even worried about the drop of rain. But it's the fact that he was still building. And what are we doing? Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Oh, this is going to get tight. Pastor, why are you gonna go in and say this? Is, this is getting tight. This is stepping on me. Okay, it's gonna just let me let me just go ahead and stomp on you then. Let me stomp on you and stomp on me because this stuff happens to me too. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It it stomps on me too. God stomps on me too. Are we working during this time? Are we sitting up here doing what God says do? Are we working the way that God needs for us to work? Is it something you're putting off that God told you, you need to be doing? Y'all better get up. And I keep telling you, get your happy, fluffy butt up. I don't care what color you are. Just get up. Get up. If God gave you cushion and no cushion in the back of your rear, dear ear, don't matter. Get up. Do God's work. Wait a minute, Pastor. No, y'all. No, look what. Listen to what God is telling you. Get up. Keep going. No matter what. Do you understand I just finished a challenge with a good friend of mine and Tracy and Kendra Barry. And do you understand that it made me feel good that throughout the whole entire 30 days, I could have stopped. I could have did something else. I could have, you know, what have you, but I was dedicated, motivated and dedicated to keep going because guess what? I wanted the results and I started seeing some. I started seeing how, you know, the exercise and everything that I was doing, even if it was one or two o'clock in the morning, I still did it before I had to go to bed. I, I still was committed. Do you understand? If you, as much as time as I was able to exercise, I need to commit some time more so into my word and more so into what God is telling me and more so in talking to God. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Y'all don't hear me though. Do y'all understand the commitment you have in God? This is part of old taste and see. This is part of, you know, loving on God. This is part of trusting God. This is part of, you know, knowing to be, you're going to be blessed automatically. That blessings are going to come and, you know, encompass you and, and, and surround you. This is part of it. This is part where we don't want to, you know, dedicate ourselves and go into studies and sit up here and see what's the Greek, what's the Hebrew. Why? Why is it so important to know the word of God? Because so many people are being deceived now. Do you understand that mental problems are coming up constantly more and more? My profession is becoming more and more chaotic. You have more people sitting up here and taking medication to go to sleep, to do this and that. Because guess what? They have no kind of peace in their life because they don't have God in it. Let me say it one more time for people in the back. You can have all this money, all this stuff in the house, but have it spiritually dead. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. I'm just going to say it. You are walking dead. Your house is dead. Your children are dead. Your family, your children, your husband... All that stuff, job can be going to job and everything else and still spiritually dead because you did not want to take the time to sit there and get into a relationship with God. You tried all the drugs, the women, the sex. You have uh, tried all of these different things. I mean, pornography, you've tried, you know, inappropriate relationships. You have tried all of these different things. Man and woman, woman and man, you have tried all of that. Witchcraft, divination, all of these different things that you have tried, but yet and still you have not tried God. You have tried all of these, and you sit there and you're like, wait a minute. I've tried, I've been, you know, been saved, Pastor, before, but then you know, somebody else came in and what? You let the enemy let them come in and buffet you for the relationship that you have with God, a simple person a man or woman that is a creation and not the creator and have that to sit there and buffet you, y'all, you, you have dropped it. You have dropped the mark, but you want to sit here. Well, this person did me like this in church and that person did me that. Do you understand my relationship with God doesn't depend on my husband, my children, nobody else, but me. It doesn't depend on another human being. It depends on me, on you, on us. So when you get a relationship with God, I don't care what nobody says about you. It's what God says about you. If you don't get that seal of approval from God, then what matters is only him. That's it. Nobody else matters nobody else sits there and you know you have so many people sitting up here going through mental and physical and verbal abuse but you are letting other people dominate you and let you say what you i do not want nobody to say whatever they want to say over me see that's the difference between me and you is that When I was growing up, my big mom and big daddy would always sit there and say, do not always consider what other people think about you. Consider what God's saying about you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Consider what God is saying, not about other people. So when people say stuff, including your mama, whoever else, they say something, go back and tell them that this is not what God says about me. You have no authority to say what you said. Now, I'm telling you right now, speak life over your life. Stop sitting up here and letting other people dominate your mind and your heart towards the way that God is supposed to be looking at you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, there's a difference between what God is saying and what people are saying. And people are listening to people instead of God. And I had a situation, and I'm thankful and grateful, for Kendra and Tracy Berry. And they were saying, Tan, don't let somebody else steal your peace because of their past, how they treated you. But you sit up there and keep your peace. And see, sometimes we have to be quickened My whole entire system, my whole entire consciousness had to sit there and snap back and say, wait a minute, I thank you, God, for reminding me who I am and who's my character supposed to be. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Oh, you don't don't experience that, Pastor. Yes, I do. You, You need to have friends like that. You need to have associates. You need to have people that know you like that, that your character needs to stay intact, that your peace needs to stay intact. Because you trust God enough, but you don't want to trust what God is saying about you. I am wonderfully, fearfully made. But you, that's part of old taste and say. That's, that's part of what God is. That's part of who God is. And so you don't, I understand. And let me make a side note. Yes, Tracy is married, but to me, she's always going to be a berry. Because I knew her as that. Amen. Now, I will say this. Stop sitting up here and letting everybody put a seal on you and put a mark on you, and put a name on you that they can't even be able to live up to their own selves, that they can't even be able to sit up there and say, well, you know what? See, that's the thing. The difference is, is that so many people can be conniving and so downright disgusting right in front of your face. And God is telling you who they are, how they are. And then at the same time, how to address it. You can smile. You can say, what have you? Hi, how you doing? But at the same exact time, do you understand that? That smile on my face doesn't deceive me of who you really are and who your intention is. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I love how God is. I love, I love how God is starting to show me exactly what he needs for us to have discernment. God needs for us to be able to understand that he will give you a cat on a thousand hills. Whenever Joe was finished with what he was finished with, and he was questioning God and God dragged him for almost two chapters. You got to go read the book of Job. It's, it's really good. And. Side note, he was dragged, boy. He was, he was, he was, he was really dragged. I mean, it was bad. It was, you know, cause he, he questioned God, like, you know, why, but why? And, he, and God said, were you there in the beginning? Were, were you with me in the beginning when I created this earth? Were you with me when I said I wanted to design human beings just like this? Were you with me when the earth was formed, when the lights were out, when, uh, I mean, I'm just going, he went in. Now, be prepared because, do you understand, God needs to go in on some of us too. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Let me just, just let, me, let me just go ahead and put it down on you. Do you understand that when Job was getting dragged, it's because he sat there and he questioned the validity Of what God and who God is. And God was like, nah, 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 nah. See, you need to know who I am exactly, specifically, explicitly. So when I tell you that we as human beings, some of us need to be dragged by God. Because some of us don't want to sit there and acknowledge who God is. You want to chase after all this other mess instead of chasing after God. That's that's part of, you know, old taste and see. Get your priority straight. That's what ooh, Holy Spirit keep telling me. Thank you, Lord. Get your priority straight. Get your mind right. Get your whole entire sanctimonious self right. I don't have to be around a whole lot of pastors, preachers, and teachers, apostles, and all that stuff to be holy. That's part of who we are. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. I don't have to be around all these different people to function as a person. But you need to know who God is in your life to function. And you mean to tell me that you're going to let some itty bitty person that used to be in God's house, but yet and still his self sat there and became more and more greedy of what God is and who God is. And he wanted to sit up there and be be like God. And God said, nah, I'm kicking you out. You letting that come between you and God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a moment to kind of marinate on that one. I'm going to give you a pause on that one. Absolutely not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to let somebody that is of. So lower than I am and I've been and I replaced him in heaven. Nah, I am not letting him take me to hell. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I'm not letting Satan take me to hell. That is not my assignment. My assignment is to be with God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We were ordained to be with God. But because of sin, we are being led astray in the church, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Let me get on this. Oh, I don't know. You know, God, you know why. The church, and I'll talk about the NT of the church, have been playing like a harlot, a hoe to the world. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The church has been sitting up here and kissing the world, doing whatever the world says, and letting things come into the to the church Even in the music, even in the industry, even in the church within itself, even these pastors sitting up here fornicating with other pastors or with their congregation and doing all this other messed up, all this stuff, and then saying it's holy. Y'all better, uh uh-uh. This is part of all taste and see. This is part of you sitting there and saying, you know what, I'm going to give up what I'm doing to be able to do what God says do. Stop sitting up here and going to these churches and God told you not to. Don't go. Start getting into your word. Start start going and talking to God and saying, God, which church should I go to? Which church is going to be able to help me benefit and grow as a person? Which church is going to be able to help me to be able to pastor and be able to help my my children and my husband and myself and my, my whole entire congregation and, and also for us to be able to combat the enemy within itself. That part. But y'all want to keep going. Don't rely on the pastor. Don't rely on a prophet, don't rely on a prophetess, don't rely on an apostle, preacher, teach whoever, minister, whatever, even an elder. Don't rely on them. You need to be looking towards God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I always tell you, you need to be able to read your word. Open up your book. When I when God says the Bible, open it up. When I tell you, hey, Psalms 34, da da. da, da. Open it up. Because at the same time, I'm not trying to lead you astray. I'm trying to sit here and tell you what thus says the Lord, what the word says. I'm not here to try to be able to do anything else but that. I'm not here to lead you to hell. I'm here to lead you to glory. And also at the same exact time, get from behind. When you know that the word of God says one thing and they live in another thing, get away from them. Because it's going to cause you to backslide. It's going to cause you to not hear from God. It's going to cause you because you know the word and you don't want to sit there and acknowledge what they've been doing. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. That's cause, hmm, just sitting in your sin or agreeing with people. And we already talked about this. Even if they're not verbalizing that they agree with it, God's still going to cut them down. God's still going to kill them. Why? Because they knew in his heart what they meant and the intent of their mind and their heart went together. And God still killed them. Oh, y'all. No, go back. Go back and read. Go back and meditate. Go back and talk to God. Go back... Every time that God talks to me, he still gives me a little taste of who the person is. And then he says, go and talk to me about it. This is a servant, yes, but he says, go back and talk to him. He sits there and says, do as I say, prophetess, and tell them, go back to me because I'm the one that made them. I'm the one that talked to them. I'm the one that sit here and knows what's going on with them. I'm the one that's sitting up here and trying to let them know what's going on so that I can combat that thing and they need to get out of the sin that they're in and whatever demonic stuff is in their house or whatever generational curse is in their house. You need to understand, go back. Go back to your first love. That's part of old taste and see. Look, it ain't always going to be peaches and cream. It's never always peaches and cream over here. God never promised us that. He promised us eternal life. So go through. Go through and know who God is on today. Stop sitting up here shucking and jiving. Like, man, this is supposed to be good. It's supposed to be, you know, we supposed to be wholesome over here. Uh I don't know who told you that. I know what God told me is that we're going to have problems, but he's going to help us overcome them. It's just like Paul. He knows and he tells you in the scriptures. Paul's been cast in jail so many times because he was preaching the word of God, knowing what he knows and doing what God says do. And he knew he was still gonna get killed for it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Let's go back to John the Baptist. He knew that he was doing what God says do. But he knew the price that he had to pay. Let me say it one more time for people in the back. When King Agrippa. Daughter-in-law asked him. For the head of John the Baptist. Do you understand? It grieved King Agrippa. But he had to do it because he was giving her his word. God's already giving you his word and just like john the baptist was head on that plate i firmly believe that he was still with no no voice saying repent 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 for at least 2 to 3 seconds do you understand that every time we are doing what God says do, he is pleased. And don't you know that we have been summoned and it is time, almost time, almost time come do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. This life, all oh, this life. It's going to be costing you something. It's going to cost you to go a different way. It's going to cost you to behave right. It's going to cost you to say goodbye to your old flesh and hello to what God is giving you. It's going to cost you your attitude, your way of life, your way of thinking, your mental process. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. This is part of Old Taste and see. It's going to cost you sometimes your children. It's going to cost you your spouse. It's going to cost you your finances. It's going to cost your way of thinking and learning and understanding. It's going to cost you. Because guess what? Many times as Paul was writing, he was in jail. And he had to still encourage the people while he was still in jail. When John of Patmos was on the island of Patmos. He was still writing while volcanic was going on. Thunder was clashing. You got all these different activities going on and he's still writing and he's still having visions and he's still doing what God says, do. This is part of what it is. We're going to have chaos and then God's going to give us peace also and the chaos. Now, accept that. Now acknowledge that I'm going to have chaos, pastor. But do you understand that God is going to still give me victory? He's going to still give me peace in the storm. And later on, he's going to give me a home in his house. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you have heard today, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeat, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other major platforms such as YouTube. If you enjoy this, please place and leave us a five-star rating that would help us or reach out to us if you need help or to be able to have any questions or comments. You can find me on Facebook. It is written... At L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A Once again, it is written at L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A I am going to say this, thank you For the ones that have known me from the start I duly appreciate you encouraging me From the ones that are just now starting And starting to know who I am And also, you know, made by happenstance, just come upon my podcast. I greatly appreciate you. For the ones that are just beginning and starting to learn who I am and who this uh, podcast is about, it's about God. It's about getting the word out. It's about being able to go and reach into the international, around the world, globally, to let people know who God is. To let him know, let them know that he loves them. Let them know that whatever you are fa- finding, challenging, or what have you, we are here to help. And also, if you don't know who God is, go to Romans 10 9 and 10 chapter. Let's turn there right now so that people would know that God still loves them, still cares about them, and he wants them to be able to come in into the fold. Amen. Romans 10, 9, 10, down to the 12 verse, 13 verse, excuse me, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. 13 verse, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So please, if you don't know the Lord on today, or his son, or the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, please contact us. Let us know if you have any questions or concerns. And please let us know what you think about the podcast. Give me some ideas or suggestions of what you would like to hear. But as always, I thank you so much, very much for being able to listen and hear us and hear what God has on today. It's not about me. It's about what God has for his people. And I thank you. And please be able to go out and please go and see. Who God is in your life. Talk to him. Be with him. Also. I am encouraging you. Go out. And do what God says do. No matter what people say. It's not about what people say. It's about what God says. And also at the same time too. Do not let the enemy win. At all. He's not supposed to. Because in the end. It says in the Revelation. The book of Revelation. The end of this chapter, end of this book of in the Bible, we win. We always do. And I thank you and I praise your name, God, for everything you've done for me thus far in this podcast. And I'ma say this also, too. I have reached 50th, and this is my 51. Now I didn't realize that it was my 50th uh broadcasting of my podcast. I want to say congratulations to all that God has given us in this time, this season. I want to thank God, most importantly, his son, Holy Spirit. I want to thank also my husband, my supportive husband, Kimo Uyola, for my children, Lavandria, Minuet, and Salmi Uyola, for just pushing me and motivating me. I thank you also for my dog, my, 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 my baby, me, Uyola, for every time that I have to come in here and I'm up late at night trying to publish or what have you, she's with me. So I feel as though I have a lot of support. I have a lot of love. I thank God for that. And I thank you for also my friends and my family. I thank you also. Thank you so much for listening to me. Please go and see the sound of freedom. I have not been able yet to to see it because I'm here in South Korea, but please go see it about human, you know, human trafficking, especially children. This is something that we should be really, really concerned about. We should be concerned about our mental health as well. Please go out and talk to a Christian, clinical psychologist that is of God go and talk to God also about the things that needs to be going on and don't don't keep it all to yourself you need somebody to talk to god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind he's given us all of these different bodies brothers and sisters in christ to go and talk to so please go and talk to them and know that be led by the spirit of god and no one today Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. <speaking in foreign language> Bye.